As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey everyone, this is Devendra here. So we thought it would be fun to let you guys listen to our post-Apple event chat. Uh, Sherlyn and I did this on YouTube pretty much right after their spring media event ended, and it was a good rundown of the news, and we also answered some questions from our live audience. So here, take a listen and let us know if you want to hear more things like this on the Engadget Podcast channel. As always, you can subscribe to the Engadget Podcast on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. Please leave us a review on iTunes. That's super helpful. And if you want to join us live for chats like this, uh, we typically record Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern. So I'll let Trillin take it away. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us on Engadget's post-show following Apple's spring-loaded event that just wrapped up uh, around 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, thanks for joining. I'm Reviews Editor Sherlyn Lowe. Joining me to break down the news with you is Senior Editor Devendra Hardwar. Hey, Dev. Hello. We are very tired. Very, very we, exhausted right now. <laughs> we rushed right here to be live with yeah. you guys to break down all the news. Uh, and we're just here to kind of go over what Apple has announced, but also to take your questions and see what answers we can provide for you. Devendra. Yes. How are you feeling right now? I don't now? know. It's just after every Apple event, right? It is just a mad rush to get all the details, everything mm -hmm. down. There's some big announcements. There's some smaller announcements. Um, do you want to do this in order, Sherlyn, or just in order of what you find interesting? We let's uh, let's go in order. I mean, I sure. think uh, Apple did it in, in some sort of logical order too, right? The smaller like stuff. Some up quick front, announcements. Right. One thing, like uh, I noticed that we, I don't think we're going to be covering, but they didn't announce that thing about Apple cards, right? Where partners, your spouse can have right. an Apple card on your family account. I just want to just quickly shout out, like that is a really interesting thing because no credit card company has ever done that. Like right now, actually I pay for a Chase credit card, right? And my wife has a card too, but that card is tied to my account and my credit score. So it doesn't help my wife at all because of our crappy mm. credit system in America. So it is kind of cool that there is this new way of doing it that actually splits the, uh, the benefits of earning more credit to both people who have the card. So I just wanted to shout that out, but yeah. It, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I think uh, not really an Engadget uh, news thing from our point of view, and, and I think that's why yeah. we skipped covering that's it. That's a good consumer decided. good, um, like basically. Like, for that, sure. that is a big upgrade for a lot of people, yeah. I mean, maybe it'll draw more uh, people into Apple Card, but I think so. um, yeah. definitely a more real like user uh, problem. But here's another interesting thing that Apple announced at the top of the show, a new purple iPhone. <laughs> I thought that was cute. I don't know. What did you think? I'm um, sure, sure. It's fine. It's purple. <laughs> it's purple. I, I I love seeing Apple get into the color game. Let's be honest. I mean, when they did yeah. when they did green for the iPhone 12 and 12 Mini last year, I was very taken. That I think that more than anything, that aesthetic drew me into the iPhone line. I wouldn't sure. have considered an iPhone maybe otherwise. I don't know. Or because the Mini was so cute. I mean, aesthetics um, mean a lot. And Apple has known this for a while, right? Like since the mm -hmm. very first iMacs and the original iBooks and all those computers. But this this purple is just a little weird because it's like, it is a little pastel. Whereas I think all the iPhone 12 colors are more bold and more like regular colors. So the, the green yeah. is the green is pretty oh, muted yeah. too. Yeah, so I think, true. yeah, on, mm -hmm. on the side of the pastel and muted colors, the, the purple 
purple seems to fit in nicely with the green and, sure. and maybe the white, I guess. And then there's the other side of the picture, which is like more bold colors, like you said, the red. The red. Uh, the I got my, like, I bought one for my wife. It's her first iPhone, and I got her the red, and she really likes it. But hey, if I had the choice of, uh, of this purple one, she'd probably like that too. It's cool. Uh, I can poop twice a day. Gay has mentioned a few times now that <laughs> the purple looks like S21's color. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, yeah. uh, Samsung obviously has done purple phones in the past, not to mention Huawei, OnePlus, all number, like a number of Chinese and Asian phone makers. Apple is just kind of, I guess, doing its own take of these colors, which is uh, nice. But we're not going to linger too much on the purple iPhone. We have a lot there, to there's go so much. over. Let's talk about AirTags. How about that? What do you <laughs> What do you think? Because it feels like this was announced three years ago, or, or no, rumored for a while, right? The rumored. idea that we would be seeing these sort of like, uh, what's the name of that tag? Uh, tile. 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 Very similar to Tile, except tied into Apple's ecosystem. We knew they have these U1 chips, right, which do like mm -hmm. nearby connectivity and can tell you like how close devices are to each other. Um, mm -hmm. These are just like little little Apple pebbles you could put on your devices or your keys or whatever to track things. I think it looks really cool. I'm gonna order some immediately for my keys. Um, maybe You're gonna get a four pack for a hundred bucks. Everyone's gonna be buying these things because um, the idea of finding something locally, like hey, not only this device is 10, 10 you know, feet away from you, it's uh, as you walk towards it, it's very like localized distance. At least the UI we saw in their trailer looks really cool mm -hmm. and very responsive. So I think this is gonna be a pretty big thing with a lot of people. Yeah, I I, I will say that. Tile has already sent emails out to journalists and reporters saying that they plan to be testifying before Congress about Apple's anti-competitive behavior tomorrow. I, I don't know. I don't know, yeah, what their case is really going to be. <laughs> hey, I've covered Tile for a while. I've never really used them myself because it's like you can only do so much with their like closed Bluetooth network, right? They can never be as accurate as I want them to be. Whereas this seems a little more modern, right? A little more like specific about where exactly all your stuff is. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. This isn't going to be another what. big fight. Yeah. I, I tell you what, Tile is still compatible with Android. So, you know. <laughs> and I mean, still iPhone. You can still use it with your iPhone. Sure. You can still use it. Yeah. I mean, you can still use it with your iPhone too. But like for, again, with Apple devices, yeah. it seems like if you're an iPhone user, no, it's a no-brainer decision. Just go with the Apple branded accessory because it'll probably sync so much better. Now, yep. just to kind of uh, talk to people who, or re recap for those people who missed the show, what the AirTag does. This is kind of a little fob, almost a coin size, mm -hmm. bigger than a quarter size um, tracker. It uses Bluetooth and has a U1 chip on board. So it uses ultra wideband technology and you can attach it to your keys or your TV remote or, you know, Whatever else you're always losing when you're on the go, maybe like you're always misplacing a really expensive water flask or tumbler or something. And uh, you can use your iPhone to easily keep track of it. So you with an iPhone 11 or an iPhone 12, which both also have U1 chips in them, uh, you can actually use a new feature called precision finding. And precision finding is basically this uh, UI within the Find My app that helps you locate more accurately down to like two feet away mm. from you uh, where your misplaced item is. And then when the your belonging is like separated even further out of Bluetooth range from you, uh, Apple will use the Find My network, which it says is now 
of like approaching a billion Apple devices、mm. in its network that are all worldwide, just kind of like looking for Bluetooth signals to identify that thing, your lost. That thing is super、item. useful. Let me let me. Have you had a reason to use Find My ever, Sherlyn? Because I know you, you kind of Apple stuff is secondary for you. You're mainly Android. Yeah, I haven't used Find My on Apple, but I have used、mm-hmm. like the Google equivalent, which is like Google's Find My Android. It's、yeah. uh, it's pretty great because I use it to find my parents. Okay, because they are very <laughs> bad about texting. Like, hey, when, when are you guys gonna be driving by? Like, coming over? Yeah.、Um, I it's turned on on their phones, so I can.、Yeah. I, I know exactly where my parents are as they approach my town, and I, I could get like my daughter and everybody ready. But、uh, it is a useful thing Just- because you you could use it for devices. If you lose your AirPods, they can like buzz, and you can find in your house. But yeah, I use it for my parents. So, so you're basically using Find My as like a Find My Friends. You're using the yes, Find My Friends yeah, part you, of it, okay?、Yep. Because the AirTags, to clarify, are not meant for、yep. tracking people. You're not supposed to be able to drop them on a human being、mm. and be able to locate them if you've like a, an expert. Ex- oh, somebody's gonna test to this.、Down. Yeah, you're not supposed to because there are stipulations. Uh, Apple has designed into its system、uh, these features where, like,、uh, you—it's constantly rotating the Bluetooth signal identifier,、mm-hmm. so people can't just use their iPhones to keep tabs on you all the time. Interesting. I, I your, do. Your, I wonder how they're going to work that, right? What What if you stuff one of these into somebody's book bag or purse? I like how right, you, right. So, so、yeah. if if you stuff one of these into, like, you have set it up with your iPhone,、yep. and you stuff it. Let's say me for some reason I want to track you, Devendra. Please don't. I set it up and I put it in your book bag. Uh huh. There are a few stipulations. One, whenever a an AirTag has been separated from its owner for too long, it will actually just play a sound. Um, so the vendor will randomly hear a beeping for no reason, <laughs> which is also、know. actually something I'm used to from Sherlyn because、uh, Sherlyn has、beeping. pranked us yes, before with、uh, weird noises.、True. So yeah. The other thing is, if you're an iPhone owner, you'll also notice、uh, your iPhone's also always scanning for AirTags around you, and if、mm-hmm. it notices an unknown AirTag, which is something that you've never used before,、um, having followed you from person、Ooh. like place to place over time, it will alert you on your phone. That like, hey, an AirTag is actually following you around.、Mm-hmm. So these are all according to the press release.、Uh, I had to write up the news post, so I'm like intimately familiar with AirTag right now.、Um, and Apple says that its suite of features to kind of prevent all this unwanted tracking is a industry first.、Uh, kind of not entirely sure about that claim because Samsung did recently announce that for its Galaxy Smart Tags, which by the way also recently came for went on sale in the U.S. Um, has a similar feature that prevents unwanted tracking, but Apple's system does seem a little bit more sophisticated and more、mm-hmm. baked into the iOS、uh, interface. So, long story short, the Vendra is I can't use the AirTags to track you, no matter how Please. much I want okay, to. Please, okay, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> Apple has thought of this because I know exactly what Sherlyn is thinking. You want to talk about the new Apple TV 4K because it's.、Uh, I was、you、supposed、should. to write this, so I actually、oh, right. I was geared up to write two news posts today from this Apple event:、uh, the new IMAX, which we expected, and the Apple TV 4K, which was also rumored.、Um, I didn't end up writing this one because、uh, the IMAX dropped right after. But this new、okay. Apple TV 4K ha- looks exactly the same. But I think what's、mm-hmm. really interesting: it has a new remote, which looks a lot like the old, like the last gen. Apple TV remote、uh, before the、mm. like touchpad one, so there is like a circular wheel.、Uh, it、mm. is clicky, so you can click in specific directions,、oh, but it's also still touch sensitive, so you can like rub your thumb around the、uh, the、to、circle、scroll. pad, yeah, to scroll like jog back and forth. 
it just looks, hey, it's not as small, which is good because bigger remotes mean you lose them. You're less likely to lose them. It looks like it just fits in your hand better. But yeah. bringing back that more functional dial pad, um, not dial pad, but like touchpad, I think it's super. Yeah, the D-pad. Uh, what do you think, Sherlyn? Because I know you've battled with the Apple TV remote a bit, Can too. we talk about... Yeah, yeah I, it's not I great. really... I was gonna go grab the apple tv remote that i have handy uh to show y'all but like i really hate that i, I it's hate bad that touch it's pad. not great oh yeah. god and it's so small it's always like i keep it i try to be organized put everything in a little box mm -hmm. and things just press it <laughs> things all the time. press it it wakes up your tv it's so yeah. small it always needs to charge it can't even i hope this new one has like the the roku remotes have a button where you could just like say where the heck is my remote and the remote starts playing mm. a noise i don't know if this has that but okay so the the remote looks cool and I think for a lot of people, that may be enough of a reason to upgrade. I almost wonder if they're going to sell that separately. Because if I already have an Apple TV 4K, I don't, I'm not going to buy right. a whole new one. But maybe I'd spend 30, 40 bucks uh, for the remote, just the remote, you know? And uh, the Apple TV, the new 4K one also has the A12 Bionic chip. So slightly mm -hmm. faster. And I think the only real benefit there is they say it can play uh, HDR footage at high frame rates, which is pretty processor intensive. Um, so that's, that's interesting. I don't think, I don't think that's going to really matter for a lot of people. Um, we've talked a little yeah. bit about high frame rate footage that is like beyond 60 FPS. Um, well, I guess even up to 60 FPS, I think that counts as high frame rate, but beyond like 24 and 30 FPS, which is where typical video and movie files are, uh, that is something we're seeing more in like action, uh, photography, some movies too. I talked about, mm. um, Gemini Man, the Will Smith movie. Uh, mm -hmm. We're seeing that more and more. I think GoPros are able to, they can certainly take high frame rate footage, but not in HDR yet. So this is sort of future-proofing the Apple TV 4K yet. Doesn't sound like it's something you need to rush out and buy right away, but maybe for that remote, if you really want that remote, yeah. maybe you'd want to replace yours. All right. iMac time, Devendra. IMAX this was time. all you, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I wrote up these new colorful iMacs. Uh, what is interesting here is like, I think as soon as they announced these new iMacs, we were expecting M1 chips in the iMacs pretty soon. That was rumored for a while. I'm just looking at their setup, mm -hmm. that's what it is. But we also get a whole new redesign that is filled with colors. So many different <gasps> pastel so pretty. colors. Oh They're gosh. very pretty. Um, the new design is also a lot sleeker because uh, because it's running the M1 chip. Apple doesn't need that hump in the back for like more cooling and fan stuff. So these are like very flat devices with these cool pastel colors. Um, they look, they look like futuristic and friendly. I think my, they also start at 24 inches uh, with the screen. So that is the slightly bigger screen oh. option than what they used to have. They used to start at 21 and a half inches. Um, no word on a 27 inch just yet. And also while the bezels around the screens are smaller, right, especially around the sides and the top, yeah, like a yeah. lot smaller than before, they're still nowhere near as like low as what we're seeing with some PC all-in-ones. Mm -hmm. And certainly there is a gigantic chin underneath that screen that is just like, I really wonder if it needs to be there. You know, even if they couldn't get that screen uh, to be a little bigger, would have loved for Apple to maybe chop that off a little. I'm sure there's speakers totally. there. I'm sure there's other tech. Uh, there are other ways around dealing with that tech. Um, you know, it's just not as seamless as some of the rumors we were claiming, uh, we were mm -hmm. here writing about, um, a lot of mm -hmm. people said these would have fully edged edge screens, no bezels at all. We're not quite there yet, but Hey, 
new IMAX. Uh, the IMAX has not really changed ever since the first unibody aluminum one in like 2012, right? So mm -hmm. it's shifted a bit. Uh, 2014 had the Retina to, like refresh, but the overall design has been very similar for a long time. So yeah. this is new. This is fresh. This brings me back to the, uh, the early IMAX CRT days, back when they were also super colorful then. Uh, because of the M1 chip, it's also going to be very silent. Apple says it stays under 10 decibels. Um, about it produces 50% less noise than the last model. So that's very quiet. Very quiet. Holy that, crap. that is, uh, that, that's really interesting. And it means like if you are a stickler for noise and you just want like a nice, nice PC to stick around your room or something, uh, this would be perfect for it. Um, yeah. What do you think so far, Sherlyn? Like this is a, it's a colorful I... all in one PC. Seems really nice. I love the colors, but yeah. you're totally right that like lots of all-in-ones on the Windows side of things have just done so much nicer designs, at least on the front, right? Mm -hmm. I think the back and the side Apple has it looking nice. Uh, it's got a very flat, minimal design, and the colors are gorgeous. I love the colors. Mm -hmm. But everyone on the chat agrees with you. The chin the is chin. just not great. Um, and yeah, and I think, uh, I believe Bobtown also is saying that, uh, they should have replaced the chin with a sound bar. Yeah. Um, which HP yeah, has they done. Could have we done reviewed something. that. We reviewed that like exactly. two years ago. It was really cool. Yeah. As the Surface Studio even looks like, well, the Surface Studio That's is, true. I think, a different sort of The Surface device, Studio but... is, that is like more of the sleek, uh, you know, yeah. all in one design I've been thinking Very of. Very high but, Yeah. End. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and, and someone in the uh, the chat, uh, Sandip Makal, I believe, mm -hmm. asked if there's Face ID on the iMac. No, um, there is not. So we yeah. could, we could go over some of the other upgrades. So the, it has a 1080p FaceTime camera, which Apple says is the best camera they've ever put in a Mac. That's not saying much because Mac users know they've always skimped on cameras. It hasn't been great, mm -hmm. but apparently uh, it has a larger image sensor. Um, and this camera can also work together with the M1 chip to do things like color balance, um, you know, white balance, exposure settings and everything. It, I can imagine like if these things are all working together, this will produce good looking video. It also has a three mm -hmm. microphone kind of a studio array to capture your noise. It uses beamforming to localize itself right to your voice to kind of cut out background noise. That's supposed to be really cool. And I'm sure that'll be really useful for like video chats and things like that. Um, and new speakers, um, I think better bass, they're saying uh, apparently mm. Dolby Atmos spatial audio support with these speakers. I don't really, I don't put too much credit into that when it comes to like desktop speakers and things like that. But uh, I'd be interested to check this out. I can't wait till we get to check it out. Um, yeah. People are uh, also talking about... Um, the size of the thing, Chris mm -hmm. Turner, for example, mentioned he was. They were hoping for a 32-inch yep. version. This is I just mean, this is one. this is Apple people, okay? Like, if you if you want the 32-inch <laughs> version, like maybe the iMac Pro, maybe the next iMac Pro will be that. Although, I, it sounded like they were kind of like stepping away from the whole idea of the iMac Pro, right? To kind of put more mm. emphasis on a future Mac Pro. I don't know. It's uh, this is Mac land. You know, you you can only get so big. Um, there are a couple other things we're talking about here. Like Apple saying mm -hmm. this M1 chip uh, is going to be 85 percent faster than the Intel chip that they the iMac previously used. The graphics are fifty percent faster. So again, pretty much what we saw when I reviewed the uh, the MacBook Air M1 and the MacBook Pro 13 M1, 
that chip is super powerful and it blows away everything we've seen from Intel and AMD over the last few years. So I'm, I hope like I get to test this out a little because I want to see how this hardware works in a machine where you don't have to worry about power consumption, you know, and battery life and things like that. Um, it was the, the Mac mini also had the M one and from reviews I've seen, we didn't get to test that. Uh, but from reviews I've seen, it seems like pretty capable, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But I know so many people who've been waiting for this iMac, like so I many know. people drooling for it. It's so. long overdue for an yeah. update, clearly. Yeah. Another little design uh, finished thing, I guess, uh, that Apple did this time that was interesting was the Ethernet on the power brick, which mm. Shiva Tech, I believe, also shouted out that it was nice, but you wish it, they wish it had better I.O., for the ethernet on the power I would, brick. Uh, yeah, I would love better IO. I didn't look at the power brick stuff, especially. Um, I see the note here. What is weird is that they kind of broke up the IO into two different models because, so this new iMac starts at 1299 with four colors mm. and the seven core GPU, which is mm. something Apple also did with the MacBook Air. The MacBook, for the yeah. eight core GPU, the more powerful one, uh, that is 1499. That's up to seven colors, but also has more IO. It has three additional USB 3.0 ports. It, uh, I think that's the one that has ethernet. I don't believe the other mm. one has Ethernet, but we got to double check all this stuff. Um, that price discrepancy is kind of interesting. I think anybody using this for like serious work will probably want to shell out for the eight core GPU just so it lasts you a little more. But it is kind mm-hmm. of nice that Apple has this, uh, you know, that's a decent, it's $200. You know, it's a $200 price discrepancy there. If you just want a basic machine for kids or something or for people who don't really demand that much stuff. Twelve ninety nine is a good start for this, but I think once it hits a thousand dollars or something in a year or two, mm-hmm. I feel like those things are going to fly off the shelves. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Quick question from Julio B in the chat: mm-hmm. Does it run Cyberpunk? No. What, what are you? What are you kidding <laughs> me? You want to kill this Mac? You want it to go up in flames? Yeah. <laughs> this Don't... is not a Mac for you to play. <laughs> this is Cyberpunk not a gaming on. machine. Although, Julio hey. B. The M1 GPU, as we've seen on the MacBook Air and the you know MacBook Pro 13, that's a pretty capable GPU. It's really powerful. So you can imagine like it'll play all the Apple Arcade games that are out there. And we're seeing more and more really interesting ones. I'm playing uh, Fantasian quite a bit, uh, which is a new one from the creator of Final Fantasy. So, you know, these games are looking good. It's just not it's not games from Steam. It's not the PC games. It's not cyberpunk. Uh, but hey, it is kind of cool that a super thin all-in-one desktop, which uh, your your mom or your grandma will probably buy, can also play some halfway decent games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can't wait till we can get one in for you to test out. Uh, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll see. But let's move on. There was still some other stuff, I think maybe more exciting for some of the people in yeah. our chat. New <laughs> iPads. Dev, new what iPad are your thoughts? Uh, I'm just, new I'm also pros. catching up on this news too, but I think the yeah. main thing here is that The iPad Pro for the past few years has been sort of this glimpse at the future of what Apple's uh, laptop hardware could be, right? It is Mm -hmm. a glimpse at the future of like, what if we didn't have to make a traditional laptop? What if we could just have a really powerful screen, something that is basically a tablet that is more like a PC? Uh, These new iPad Pros have have the M1 chip, which I think is really, really fascinating because that means it's... It is kind of like going, we're going back in a circle, right? So the M1 chip, which Mm -hmm. debuted on the MacBook Air, you know, was kind of positioned as the PC chip, is now trickling down to these tablets. Um, Looks like the same performance from what I could see, but it really does just kind of blur that line between what is a tablet, what is a mobile device, and what is an Apple PC. And I think more and more, like, I'm tempted by this. Like, I've been looking at iPad Pros for a while. 
I'm tempted mm -hmm. by the idea of getting a super thin screened device. It's also still pretty powerful, but also something I could just take around that weighs under two pounds. Um, you know, that could just use to type, you know, just type on things. Um, I think that would be really cool. This seems like for a lot of people would be like a good future computer because it's just as powerful as the, uh, the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro. I will say that um, there's a lot of questions in the mm -hmm. chat about the iPad. I want to quickly shout out, though, that the highlight, it seems, or at least according to Chris Velasco's news post about mm -hmm. the iPad Pro, is that the per perhaps the biggest change is the display on mm -hmm. the iPad Pro. So instead of, um, well, this year it's using a liquid Retina XDR panel, which uses a new mini LED backlighting yeah. system. So it can go about like up to a thousand nits, nits, a thousand yeah. nits compared to just 600 nits in last year's iPad Pro. Um, but it That's is a lot of nits. only available, yeah. <laughs> only available on the biggest iPad for now. Ugh. So yeah, I mean, that's that's nice. I think we'll see like, uh, I mean, I haven't seen this for myself in person, obviously, but like that will make the display just so much nicer to look at, I think. Um, I mean, sure. Have you had a lot of experience with mini LEDs? Yeah, I mean, I have, uh, I've seen a couple of mini LED monitors. Um, I've requested a couple for us to review. I also have mini mm -hmm. LED in my TCL 8 series TV. So I've been following this tech and kind of what it means for displays. Basically, it is kind of bringing LCDs almost to the point where you get some of the better features from OLEDs and you know newer yeah. display technology. So you know more backlight zones, uh, a better ability to produce HDR and things like that. I don't know what difference it's going to make on a 13-inch, you know, 12.9-inch tablet screen, but I am interested to see for sure. Like it is, mm -hmm. it's kind of sad though because I size-wise, I think I'd rather get an 11-inch iPad Pro, you know, and take that around, make that more portable. But you only get the uh, the last gen liquid retina display. You don't get XDR on that, so that's kind of a shame. So I'm gonna get you some questions from sure. the chat right now. I'm not sure your level of experience with iPadOS and macOS, but one of the questions from King Kai is, can you run MacBook apps on iPad? I not yet. Not yet. No. But that's the goal, I believe, and that's why there's this whole. Yeah. They're transitioning kinda, happening yeah i mean you can run ipad apps only some ipad apps and ios apps on m1 max i don't know if they're mm -hmm. going to go the other way technically it shouldn't even matter right like at the ideal it should be exactly. these apps should be cross compatible between both um honestly i'd love if like they even gave you the ability to just like boot app into boot up into a mac kind of interface yeah. or window on these ipad pros because it has the hardware has the basic software like i feel like that's doable for apple but they're so beholden to like their ideas of design and what a specific device should be we probably won't ever see that we'll what, see. what yeah. you just said is uh -huh. exactly what users demand and jedi mind trick on you were talking about which is to give dual boot yeah. ipad os or mac os options this is you Demand know says, stop handcuffing the ipad the days of boot camp are over people you know <laughs> like that that was the thing when apple moved over to intel chips that that was the big idea that oh also let people install windows on their macs and you'll bring over this whole new set of users but it was also such a headache that most people yeah. just didn't do it um so i can't imagine they would like go back into this the ipad's supposed to be easy to use super fast um if you want a portable you know mac os device it's a buy a macbook too you know 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, a lot of people are asking uh, in the chat or, or saying that Mac OS running on the iPad Pro would have been awesome. That's Bob mm -hmm. Tan. And, uh, you know, a lot of people agreeing. Jose, the digital ones, Cave says that is ideal. Mm -hmm. Um a lot about my thing is mac mm -hmm. os the, the the reason a lot of desktop os's have never really made it to window i mean tablet or <laughs> tablets yeah is like you look at what they windows is well. trying to do yeah. they just don't work it's input issues mm -hmm. to me one of the major issues is input right like mm -hmm. without a keyboard and mouse you don't really have like a good navigable system um for ipad os Mm -hmm. Wait, am I confusing myself? I am confusing myself. Mac yeah. OS works best yes. because it's a desktop system with inputs like mouse and keyboard. Yeah. But like iPad OS has to be designed for finger-based primarily or touch-based primarily. And so like that's why there's still a distinction between the two. I don't I think you can run Mac OS on an iPad and have that work well if you choose to pair a mouse and keyboard or mm -hmm. any type of pointing device. That's just um, yeah. A level of complexity we'll never see really from Apple, I think. It's yeah. a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. Um, that's my take anyway mm -hmm. on the Mac OS on an iPad situation. But everyone in the chat seems to be loving that idea. So maybe Apple listen, should listen. Yeah, I, I love you, chat, because you are nerds like us. But <laughs> I, we look at these devices and I have to talk to the talk to normal people about these things. And it's like nobody, <laughs> nobody, no normal person, even somebody who wants an iPad Pro, like a technical artist or something, Mm -hmm. A lot of them may not even want to deal with that complexity. They just want to like make stuff, create or consume content. And yes, yeah, I think your best option right now is like, if you really like that Mac interface, you have Macs, you have really like mm -hmm. the MacBook air, the MacBook pro 13 inch with the M one. They're pretty much the same hardware. Uh, just, you know, you have to deal with the keyboard and the iPad is trying to be something else. I'm really intrigued yeah. with that something else and what Apple's trying to like move. It's a, uh, it's PC lineup too, basically. A couple questions, mm -hmm. excuse me, a bit more about the components for you, Dev. Mm -hmm. um, people are curious about the performance jump from the last model of the iPad Pro to this one with the M1. What are you expecting? Because I know you've had more experience with the M1 chip itself. I mean, I've done more testing of the M1, so I have not, mm -hmm. uh, I have not lived with an iPad Pro for very long. I've just right. kind of sat back and uh, coveted the iPad Pro. So <laughs> we can look over yeah. some uh, specs from... I'm just looking over from Wikipedia. Some and other benchmark like results. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, what we've seen time and again with the Apple's mobile hardware is that every new generation of chip is significantly better, but you start to see like major leaps at certain points. Mm -hmm. I can't, we don't know yet if the M1 is a huge leap over the last chip. Was it the A, was that the A12? Um, A12 the A12Z. Yeah. That was the A12Z Bionic. Um, so. I can't tell. We can't tell just yet. That was a really powerful chip. Um, I don't think Apple really needs to do much to really improve things, but we'll see. I can't wait to benchmark these things and see what other sites, uh, you know, how people start benchmarking them. Uh, we have a quick question about the uh, internal storage uh, and whether the base model still starts at just 64 gigs. I'm double checking. Here's another uh, mm -hmm. new. I think the base model starts at 128 gigs. 128 so now. You know. I'm just looking at the product page. Yeah. So, yeah. And the 11 inch starts at 799 mm -hmm. for the 128 gig model with Wi-Fi only. And it goes all the way up to 1899 <laughs> for two TB, two don't, terabytes. Don't do that. Don't do that. Mm -mm, what are you doing? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Uh, but the 12.9-inch iPad Pro starts at 1099 for the 128 gig base model with Wi-Fi only. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, 
it's pretty much in line with what prices last year have been. But I want to quickly point out that these tablets also come with 5G. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Amazing. obviously not on the Wi-Fi only models, but if you get the cellular model, 5G support and not just uh, not just sub six, but millimeter wave as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also known as ultra wideband in some uh, some marketing that's, material. Uh, but that's here. cool. That's cool. It's funny because we've, we've had 5G you know, devices out for a while. Uh, I have a 5G phone in the U.S. I don't, I don't care. But uh, you yeah. know, I've been talking to regular people yeah. about 5G, and they're all like, "I huh? don't see a difference." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Uh-huh." And also, you people are buying the- 5G devices and not upgrading their plans to support 5G. So it's also like, oh, you also get to pay more to get this. Potentially, depending on the carrier, yeah. yeah. Depending on the carrier, hopefully within a year or two. Like I do believe in the idea of five G. We both covered this for Lynn, but the idea of like super, you know, gigabit speeds on the go or long, um, you know, in rural areas, uh, internet that can cover hundreds of miles or ten, you know, dozens of miles pretty easily. I think that's a really good vision for what five G could be. Mm-hmm. Super la- low latency stuff. I don't. I I hope people don't spend too much money on five G on these machines because oh, yeah. I can't I, imagine. Well, I yeah. Yeah, springing for 5G as a future-proofing thing now maybe mm-hmm. is fine, I think, if you're going to hold on to it for three years or so. But expecting a big boost in your speed because of 5G this year still might not be feasible just because the sub-6 networks that Davinci was just talking about, the ones that are like longer, mm-hmm. like the waves are not penetrating, what's the word? <laughs> Perpetuate? Per- perpetuate? Yeah, sure. Whatever, more. They're longer. Um, they're The low latency thing that you're talking about they don't provide as huge a speed boost as the millimeter waves near mm-hmm. the top of the spectrum. So those are the ones that will take a lot of infrastructure, a lot of building out, and it'll take years, I think, or at least a year for mm-hmm. the carriers to truly um, build that those that type of coverage out. Plus, also, they just bought a bunch of new spectrum in the like, midder ranges. There's a lot. You can read in gadget.com for read all gadget. of our coverage on that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I would not bet too much on 5G right now. It is cool to have a 5G phone. So if you if you don't mind the extra cost and you occasionally want the ability to just get like super fast data when you're near a tower, that's cool. Uh, I love 5G, I love 5G hotspots. And I love hotspotting my 5G yeah. phone because then you can like spread that wealth a little to other people. Yeah, and if they <laughs> if they put the 5G like the millimeter wave towers in airports on the tarmac where you want to quickly download a spotify playlist or a podcast episode Mm. that would be the best use of it i think but anyway Anyway. um quickly looking at any more questions from the chat uh but i want to see if we've covered pretty much everything that apple has announced and i think we have i think that's pretty much it um the big news is is yeah there is also the podcast subscriptions thing that we didn't talk about that they quickly mentioned at the top mm-hmm. of the show. Um, redesigning cool. the podcast app. Yeah. they. It's, it's nice. funny you know is because uh, podcasts exist mainly because Apple helped make them super popular with iTunes right. and the iPod and the iPhone. They have notoriously been bad about actually supporting podcasts very well. And their podcast app has not been great. So I hope they make it better. That's all I can say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking of podcasts, uh, Devendra and I co-host the Engadget podcast, which records live every morning right here on the Engadget. Not every morning, every Thursday morning. I'm sorry, every Thursday morning. (laughs) If it was every morning, that would be fun. (laughs) I would be dead. I would not be here. Yeah. Um, But no, it does record uh, Thursday mornings every week is what I meant to Mm -hmm. say, 10 a.m. Eastern here. And then the episodes go live 
either the next morning or later that day yeah. uh, on all your If you subscribe, audios. you get them you get them early, right? And then we yeah, publish the post yeah. on the site on Friday morning. So subscribe. Exactly. It's always subscribe, fun. you'll get the episode in your feeds on your podcast catcher of choice, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, yeah, whatever. Everywhere. It is. Cool. Anyway, that's where we're just uh, quickly shouting out podcasts, but <laughs> Let's see questions? what other yeah. what are their questions. There's a there's a quick question about uh, there's a quick comment anyway. Bruno Villaseca saying she's so biased towards Apple. Fam, I use a Google TV <laughs> and Android phones, and I yeah. use a Windows PC. And you I have don't an really Apple TV. How further yeah. away? How much further away from Team Apple I can be? But <laughs> you know, people are gonna make their own assumptions. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. We've got uh, thanks for thanks to Jedi Mind Trick and Demon, and I can poop twice a day for all replying instantly, saying that I'm not an Apple person. Yeah, she's Thank an Android you. user. She's a she's very sus in this discussion of Apple stuff. Yeah, totally suspicious. Very. Yeah. Um, R7M RB Alex says I'm just very critical. This is probably true. I'm a very judgy person. Now, uh, Thunderbolt on the iPad. Devendra, what are your t- thoughts on this potential upgrade from Jeet Das? As a that's a that is that is interesting. I missed that uh, that little bit there. It is interesting because that is they have Intel tech, so they have Intel mm-hmm. tech in there to provide some Thunderbolt you know support. And they've talked about this too with the M1 chip. That means like you can you can plug in like you know Pro very fast disk drives, uh, devices like that, that really connect to it. Um, Thunderbolt monitors, I'm sure, will be able to daisy chain from the iPad. So there are things like that you could do. Um, not like, mm-hmm. maybe not the cool stuff, like external GPUs, but certainly uh, it opens up a lot of doors, especially for creators and people who want to like do serious editing and content creation work on their iPad Pro. Uh, another question from James Webster in the chat. So, no AirPods Pro? Not I mean, today. Not today. <laughs> They're still very good. The current AirPods Pro are still fantastic. But, hey, um, maybe maybe towards the end of the year. Like, I don't think they're in, in any rush for this. And uh, yeah. I can't I can't think of too much of what I'd want to change from the current AirPod, uh, AirPods Pro. There are also a lot of, like, cheaper alternatives out there, too, now. So... They just released $600, you know, professional studio headphones, which nobody is talking about anymore. So maybe they're taking a break from audio for a little. That's true. I forget they did drop that. uh, They did drop those. Yeah. (laughs) Headphones in a a bra-shaped case (laughs) for... (laughs) But let's also not forget what words Tim Cook opened this event with Mm -hmm. today. Welcome to our first event of 2021. Mm Mm-hmm. There are going to be plenty more events from Apple for the rest of the year, y'all. Yeah. First and up, WWDC. I think we're all expecting. Yeah. Exactly. It's WWDC, what the cool kids like me call it, dub-dub. Dub-dub uh, <laughs> uh. in June. <laughs> no, dub-dub is only if you're, if you're really lazy to say it's WWDC. Dub-dub in June. Uh, Google already announced Google I.O. from May 18th. Uh, we're going to learn more about some new updates, I guess, from there. Lots. We're just we're just starting this year of events, unfortunately. <laughs> so, AirPods maybe an Apple Watch update too, right? Coming to coming later this year, maybe. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Devendra, are you? Is there anything you wish Apple had unveiled today? Hey, is- I mean, we were we were speculating about this on the podcast, but I do think like their their use of like, you know, a lot of graphics just floating in the air just makes me think like yeah, what this is. 
this is what their AR glasses are going to look like eventually, like the stuff you see through AR glasses. So I almost wonder if they're starting to like just prep us for that idea, but it's just cool imagery right now. Maybe at WWDC, um, I want to know what their AR strategy is. And I think mm -hmm. between what we see now with consumer VR headsets, um, the future for a lot of this industry lies in like these mixed headsets that could do AR and VR. And you know, that's going to be the future. I want to know how Apple's going to plan to approach that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when we were looking at the invite and speculating what the mm -hmm. event could be about. You did mention like AR glasses. It would be interesting if they had said it uh, today. Yeah, but we're probably expecting, it's not that ready yet. We're expecting like the super expensive ones that are made basically only going to be for developers. They may announce those this year, probably at WWDC, and then eventually the consumer ones in a couple of years. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, here now that the event is over, what do you think spring loaded? means or was referring to uh, spring, I, a spring no loaded with news i don't know there, there are no springs <laughs> in these devices it's just really yeah, colorful where were the springs? there are no springs uh very colorful imax maybe it's the hinge they're talking about in the imax screens i don't know <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah they're very uh spring colored very spring, spring colored. themed Wanna, I want to thank everyone who is thanking me for working hard. Th thank you. Uh, I, you know, it's my job. You guys are really nice. Um, Please I be sure to leave nice you. comments so our editors can see that too. Like, that's all helpful. Yeah, so. because uh, that's all we're judged on, really. My editor <laughs> thinks the world hates me. This is not true. My editor is lovely. But <laughs> Young Park had a funny comment that I want to shout out. Uh, mm -hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Young Park. Uh, they say... Are we all going to be spamming Siri to know when the next Apple event is going to take place? Sure. I mean, it, it is probably WWDC. We're not going to see anything before that, most likely, because that's so <laughs> soon. That's coming right up. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're here. And Yong Park, same person uh, who asked that question, says that they feel sorry for the Samsung Unpacked event <laughs> next week. <laughs> Another one? Really? Yep. I don't. Look we at just. Me. We I'll just, be right here. We just talked about <laughs> Samsung. Oh, man. Okay. Yes, Davindra. I know you. I, I think you took some time off. I don't know if you were caught up, but yes, there is another <laughs> Samsung event. This I only month. took two days off. I did not take a week off. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It will be on April 28th at 10 a.m. Eastern. You can all uh, come to the Engadget YouTube channel. If you just subscribe, you don't need to be marking your own calendars youtube will do it for you but mm -hmm. come here and join us because instead of doing just a post show like we're doing today we can actually watch the samsung unpacked event live with you and it should be me and chris velasco unless you know something else happens again um but yeah we'll have a fun time last time around the event was awesome <laughs> for those of you who are here with us very you know very yeet. To. yeah yeet, yeet. hey jedi mind trick on you says shout out to davindra too he works hard too Sort this of. is true. Devendra works very, very hard. Yeah, we're all we're Devendra all very works very here. odd hours. <laughs> we <laughs> all do. Always up super We deep. all do. Yeah. Um. Does anyone else have questions? R seven M R B L X said that the spring could have been the magic keyboard spring. Did we talk about a magic keyboard? Devendra? No. That, we... that, so there is a redesigned keyboard with the iMac. Mm -hmm. I think the really interesting thing there is that the more expensive iMac gets Touch ID. Finally, so it is a wireless keyboard with Touch ID. We have not seen that before from Apple, so yeah, that's cool. I guess you know. Yeah, it's yeah. nice, and I guess those are the uh, the springs and the keys. Who knows? There are no springs um, in those keys. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> there are not. <laughs> Bruno 
Villa Seca uh, or Via Seca, the mm-hmm. the person who was wondering if I am an Apple diehard, uh, asked if did they just kill any possible competition by landing M1 on iPad? Does Android have a chance towards the M1 iPad? No. What? I can what, tell what, you. What are we talking about? No. <laughs> we we've yeah. talked about Look, so yeah. <laughs> I cover Android tablets. So, like I am the one, one the person one on the Engadget team yeah. covering Android tablets. And I can tell you that in the world of Android tablets, there are just none. And if we're talking about Windows tablets, mm-hmm. fam. Well, so let's on. let's be careful, right? It's not that there are no Android tablets. There are no premium Android tablets, right? There, there, there there's are, like Samsung the Galaxy stuff. Tab S, but nothing yeah, like Samsung's, people, yeah. nothing people want to buy. But there are super popular cheapo Android tablets. So like the Fire tablets. There are tablets, a lot of cheap ones. Things like that. Fire like, tab, yeah. Those and, are all over the Galaxy place. Tab, yeah. The Galaxy Tab also has A-series that are cheaper, too. Sure. Um, and TCL has made some. There's a lot of like Android tablet makers out there. Super Lenovo just ones. came back with a new. Yeah, Lenovo yeah. came back last year with a new premium Android tablet again. So people Poof. are firing back up. Yeah, Poof. I know. No, no, no. <laughs> but, we, so go back through the Engadget podcast archives. We have talked a lot about this stuff, but Android does not this. support tablet apps very well. So why is anybody going to make tablets if tablet apps are not great on Android? That's at least the one thing I think Apple's gotten right about That's, tablet OS and iPad OS and everything. Yeah. That's one of the things, and I think to, to talk a bit more uh, specifically mm-hmm. about M1 on a tablet, uh, and, and if we talk about not Android for a second here, we also have had the Snapdragon PCs on like a Surface Pro <laughs> X, which counts as a tablet. I it mean, like, does it's count as a tablet. What was, the, uh, what was the review score you gave that, Charlotte? I don't, I don't remember. Was that like or a 65? That was a failed device. That is what you call a failure. So... Hey, I have a lot of qualms about how Apple is handling a lot of things these days, but at least in terms of what they're doing with tablets and what they're doing with uh, the M1 chips, it does seem like they have their hand, you know, their eyes on the prize. Like they know what they're doing, at least in terms of supporting iPad apps, uh, tablet apps, and the tablet experience better than Android or Windows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, quick shout out to Bryant Mitchell, who says that their mom recently got an Android tablet and that she has no interest in Apple. Hey, power to her. Good for her. Um, Android tablets, especially the the sub $300 ones, have like a very good selling point, which is that they're big screens with a mobile OS. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want with that. Like watch Netflix, shop, That's play really games. I like all you could do. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been playing like a, like a, I'm back to Kitchen Dash right now. <laughs> so on this tiny, tiny pixel screen, it's really hard to like hit my orders right. So I, could, I would play that on a tablet, on, a, on an eight inch tablet. Okay. Anyway, um, we're coming up on an hour of this post show. I so yeah. I'm, I think we're going to wrap soon. I'm just going to double check with uh, our video team to see if we have a hard out, but we're here for more questions if you have any more. It does sound... Good. Okay. Uh, we have plenty of time, actually, to sit here and chat this with you This is your so chance, you folks. But also, I, I think an hour is a good amount of time. Because they're, they're, this isn't like earth-shattering news. You know, it's the IMAX we expected. Uh, the Apple TV has been rumored for a while. I want to... Let's talk more when we get this hardware and we can really dive into yeah. this stuff, you know? And that's why you should come back to the Engadget podcast. Not mm-hmm. to plug it again, but like that's when we go deep dive and do Q&As with you all directly about the new devices that we get into review. Um, quick shout to Chris Turner, who says, hey, to, I think this is for you, Dev. <laughs> so you wore a purple shirt this morning representing the new iMac color? Good guess. 
Sure. The new iPhone color. Yeah. Well That's done. Why I did that? Yeah. Good call. Or the new iPhone <laughs> color. Yeah. It's not the a lavender color, polo. Yeah. Also purple. Yeah, you that's know? true. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're getting a lot of uh, questions like, when am I getting Xcode on the iPad? What would it take to get Sherlin to go full Apple ecosystem? Mm-mm, Nothing. Not going to happen. Nothing. Um, <laughs> wait for WWDC, though. Like, I am sure you're going to see more and more. If there's M1 on the iPad, you will definitely get some more, like, actual developer tools and things like that on it. Yes. Uh, Yong Park says, I am so happy that you guys do the post-show event. I find this quite relaxing and informative. Thank you very much. This is the sort of stuff that's helpful to hear. Sometimes I don't know if any of this we do is helpful. I just wish and Is anybody watching? Is anybody out there? Let us know, though, like what (laughs) more you want from us. Like, do you want it to be a bit more structured? Do you want it a bit more loose? Do you want more interaction with the chat? Like, that's always helpful to know. Um... Because, cool. you know, we can only guess what you want. And also, where can people send ideas for the Engadget podcast? How about that? That's good. Yeah. Send questions. Yeah. Send us topic ideas, things like that, that you want us to cover on the weekly show at podcast at Engadget.com. That, that email inbox is way too empty. People should just, like, send us stuff. Like, it's filled with spam. Know. Yeah, a lot of spam. It's just lots of people asking random, <laughs> not even, I don't even think people, bots asking random stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yes, it, uh, you know, it's been nice to chat with everyone. Again, to shout out some of the familiar names you've seen here so far, Jedi Mind Trick on you. We love talking to you, too. R7RB <laughs> Alex says, what will it take for Sherlyn to show her knees? This is a shout out to a previous episode, which shows you're a regular. I love it. Um, Jonathan Anderson says, more OnePlus watch. Clayman asks about or said something about the Oculus Quest 3, which would be an interesting one for you, Devendra. All right. Ga- Galib, mm-hmm. I don't think there was an announcement on Xcode. If there was, I no, was no, probably no. heads down writing about AirTag. No. Nope. Um, yeah. I think we are close to wrapping. We want to where say can we thanks find? to everyone. Yeah, where can we find us on the internet? How about that? And I'll use this bit. We may use this whole conversation, folks, as like a special bonus podcast episode. So we'll just wrap it up here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before we do that, again, a final mm-hmm. shout out from me, Jose, the Digital Ones Cave, D-Man, R7RBLX, Sandip Makal, uh, Jonathan Anderson, Yong Park, Mo A, Mark Dell, of course, D-Man, of course, Saurabh, Jane, Michael Lydon, so many of you. Holy crap. Thank you. I can't get all of you, but we adore you. Thank you for joining us today. You can uh, find me if you want to ask me anything about Apple and what it would get me to join Apple, I guess. Uh, Pretty colors. Apparently the pretty colors aren't helping. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, this is true. Pretty colors. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Sherlyn Lowe. Devendra, you tweet about stuff. I tweet about stuff. I'm at Devendra on Twitter and I podcast about movies and TV at SlashFilm.com at the SlashFilmCast there. But check us out on the Engadget Podcast, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time.